Hello and welcome to another episode on the Lubumba Pastors blog. I'm Masumba Jonathan. Our lesson today is entitled John 18, Peter's Denial and Our Denial. We're going to begin by reading from John 18 verses 15 to 18 and then jumping ahead to read verse 25 to verse 27. Those texts say this, Simon Peter followed Jesus and so did another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest, but Peter stood outside at the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, You also are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servants and officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with them standing and warming himself. And then if we jump ahead, again it says, Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. So they said to him, You also are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it, denied it, and at once a rooster crowed. As I mentioned yesterday, because of the style of the narrative, we're going to look at the different parts of the story rather than going through verse by verse in chronological order as we go through these next couple of chapters. Yesterday, we focused on the first part of Jesus' trial, which was his trial before the religious leaders. Today, we're going to look at the story of Peter denying Jesus. Peter's denial is one of the events recorded in all four gospel accounts. There are great lessons for each of us from it that I want us to think through. First, Peter had been forewarned by Jesus that he would deny him. In John 13 verses 37 and 38 we read, Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. We know that though it was Jesus telling him it would be so, Peter considered it an absurd idea that he would betray Christ. He responded to him like this, as did all the other disciples. In Matthew 26, from verse 33 to verse 35, we read, Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Peter thought it impossible for him to ever do such a thing. But what happened when Jesus was arrested? Just as Jesus predicted, Peter denied knowing him. The Bible warns us about trusting in our own strength and thinking we are safe from temptation. In 1 Corinthians 10 verses 12 and 13 we read, Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation... He will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. 
If you think Peter or the other disciples behaved worse than you and I would have in their situation, you are wrong. We are all capable of falling into the worst sin, even the sin of denying our Master and Lord. Jesus explains in Matthew 24 whose power protects us from falling. In Matthew 24, verse 24, we read, For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Why is it impossible for the elect to be deceived by the false Christs? Because God's Spirit keeps them. We need to see that without submission to God and relying on him totally, we too will fall when Satan seeks our destruction. Next, I want you to see that Peter is very slow to realize he's denying Christ. John is the only gospel that mentions this other disciple who went with Jesus and was known to the high priest. We assume this was John himself. The other disciple said, run away. But Peter followed at a distance and then was brought into the courtyard of the high priest. Maybe Peter was now looking for an opportunity to aid Jesus in escaping. When the people around him begin to allege he was one of Jesus' followers, Peter denies knowing Jesus at all. Something interesting to me is that Peter had forgotten his earlier conversation with Jesus about denying him. Luke explains he didn't remember it until this happened. In Luke 22, from verse 60 to verse 62, we read, But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. This is painful to read for both Peter and Jesus' perspective. We, we grieve for, for both of them in this case. Peter loved Jesus as much as is humanly possible. But the extent of a sinner's love, so that's all of our love, is limited by our love for ourselves. Peter was crushed by how he failed Jesus, and he went out and wept bitterly. On Jesus' side, in this moment that he's going through, you know, he's on trial. He's being falsely accused, he's being blasphemed, he's being mocked, he's being beaten, punched, he's having his beard plucked out, etc. And here is one of his close friends denying he has anything to do with Jesus. And yet, Jesus was still loving Peter by teaching him even in this moment. Jesus' look at Peter was meant to remind Peter of their earlier conversation. Peter needed to learn the lessons in this story that we all do. What did Jesus tell us in John 15, verse 5? I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Without Jesus, we can't accomplish even a single good thing. If we're walking around thinking, Oh, I'll never commit adultery, I'll never lie, I'll never misuse money, etc. We are setting ourselves up for a fall. The Bible warns us about this in Proverbs 16, 18, saying, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. We need God's power to avoid temptation and do right. 
Up to the point of the Lord turning to look at him, Peter wasn't considering that he was denying Jesus. That tells me we can be self-deceived by our sin, thinking we're obeying God while we actually are denying him. The last thing I want us to consider today is God's forgiveness. Earlier, Jesus warned us this way about denying him before men. He makes a very strong statement in Matthew 10, verses 32 and 33, saying, So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Peter gave us an illustration of something that we are all guilty of. We have all denied Christ at some point and in some way. We have neglected to stand with him when his name is defamed. We have compromised his instruction for the sake of fitting in or avoiding conflict. We have failed to declare his truth at times in our words and at other times in our actions. Jesus tells us those who deny him will be denied by him. But we see in Peter's life that failure at one moment doesn't mean God will deny you. No, Peter's restoration in John's gospel is a beautiful story. Along with telling Peter in advance that Peter would fail him, Jesus also told Peter in advance that he would be forgiven. In Luke 22, verses 31 and 32, we read, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. What kept Peter from falling farther than he did? Jesus prayed for him. He told him he would turn again. Near the end of John's gospel, we read this exchange between Peter and Jesus in John 21, verses 15 to 17. It says, When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Just as Peter denied him three times, here we see Jesus give Peter three opportunities to affirm his love for Christ. And this time, Peter doesn't rely on himself to prove he loves Jesus. He simply says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Friends, even our denials and failures of Jesus never take us so far from him that we can't turn to him again. This story shows us our capacity for sin and God's greater capacity to forgive our sin. Satan would like to bury a person who has failed under a mountain of grief, but God wants them to repent. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9 and 10, we read, As it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. For you felt a godly grief, so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. If we have failed, let us turn and be restored. 
Let us no longer walk in our own confidence, thinking we are safe from sin. But let us see that there is no temptation that overtakes any of us except what is commonly experienced by us all, and that it is God who gives us the ability to flee from temptation. God bless you all.